Hello and welcome to Talkin' Baseball. We are coming up on the deadline. One last weekend of series, a final stimulation. Let's go! Hello and welcome back to Talkin' Baseball, the number one show in the universe, presented to you by SeatGeek. Just go talking if you're heading to a game. Uh, myself, Jake Stromboli, at Talkin' Jake, verified on Instagram, not a big deal. Uh, Trevor Plouffe, also verified on Instagram. John Boy, not yet, and not yet on the show. He's coming on in a little bit. He's finishing up a shakedown for the people, but he should be popping up midway through the episode. And producer BBD on the ones, twos, and threes today. Trevor, I'm going to kick it to you. Um, I'm excited to see you in a little bit as we head out. We're going, going back, back to Cali. Cali for the All-Star Game. I'm excited. We're going to have so much fun. And I'll tell you what, Trev, I don't know what baseball you were tuned into this week, but I think the intensity was up a little bit along with bullpens dying into the all-star break. I think we saw some Mets Braves intensity in a series that mattered there. The Yanks and Sox are limping in, but more importantly, how are you doing, my friend? The most important. How am I doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I had a little show this morning called Baseball Today with my good friend Chris Rose. It's an amazing show. Check us out on YouTube and AMP. Uh, but I am also excited to bring the New Yorkers out to Los Angeles. I want to show this beautiful city off a little bit. Show the weather, the weed, the women, the wine. That's what we do out here. And I know that you like all four of those things. Yeah. You kind of do. Yeah. And food. You like food a lot. Love food. So I'm excited, dude. All-Star Week is here. Home run derby, parties, everything is going off, uh, and we're going to be right in the thick of it. But before that, yeah. and this is the most important thing we got going right now, Friday at BBD and the Stimulator. Our boy James going to join us later. Like, players only to start. Kind of yeah. sick. Yeah, players only start, and then, like, the manager shows up, and you're like, all right, we'll, tight, we'll tighten it up a little bit. Um, yeah, man, I, I fully haven't even wrapped my head around L.A. yet. Uh, need to we'll wrap this up, say goodbye to my sweet Jessica, pack mm. a little bit, get some fits ready. <laughs> you know how I be. Is that, is that an L.A. fit? I think you told me pre-show that's an L.A. This fit. was a warm-up. I want to get the people excited. I want to get the people excited. Uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg from me. Um, and, yeah, man, I'm... Uh, Man, some teams are limping in to the All-Star break. Uh, a lot of some bullpens are worn out. My Sox um, had a tough week against the Rays. The Mariners are still hot. The Birds are still doing the damn thing. We had a manager fired uh, since we last talked. We did, didn't we? Yeah, man. Pretty a nice crazy. guy. No, like one of the nicest guys in baseball. Um, plays the plays the bongos like what the heck man yeah. what's wrong with this guy i you know i tried to tried to raise a, a blue jays warning flag um and they actually they responded and they they won um we got to get into all that and more 
Uh, Trev, you have the National League today. I will be the I American do. League today. James should be back for the IL. And Trev, I'll tell the people this. We're an honest pod, right? We let it all out there. Yeah. yeah On yeah, pod, yeah. cron pod, big time cron pod this weekend. Wow. A weed place reached out, by the way, and they were like, hey, like we'll hook you guys up while you're out there. So, whoops. Okay, well, Peter's been calling me, so maybe you can <laughs> <Peter>. <laughs> Reveal. Trev, there's only one ad this episode. So, people, I asked you to listen, and it's someone who's going to be with us all All-Star Weekend, Shady Rays. Mm. All-Star Week is here, and so is sunglasses season. If you need a new pair or more pairs for the summer, look no further than Shady Rays. They're polarized optics and high-quality durable frames, uh, and they're, they have their backed and lost and broken replacement guarantee, which means these are lifetime sunnies, babe. Uh, Shady Rays is the best. That's so crazy. They are going to be a big part of all our, our All-Star Weekend, which I know you guys are going to be tuning into. We can't thank them. I mean, we're in L.A. We needed shades. You know what I think when yes. I see someone out in the sun without shades? What's that? What is you doing, yeah. baby? Yeah. Exactly what comes to mind every time. I'm like, hey, put some shades on. Protect those eyeballs. You only got two. And Trev, you have a Roman nose. I have the Southern Italian nose. Sometimes glasses don't fit perfectly. And guess what? If you don't love your pair of Shady Rays, you can return them for free within 30 days. There's literally no risk to getting some Shady Ray sunglasses. If you lose them, you're good. You break them, you're good. You don't like them, you're good. Shady Rays, and by the way, how about $20 off each pair of premium polarized sunnies at ShadyRays.com with the code JOHNBOYAS, all-star, not A-S-S. A lot of kids making jokes like that. JOHNBOYAS. Uh, to get the $20 off and get in the Shady's Rays game with us because they're the best, man. They're the best. It really is incredible the way they're running their business. It's like no sweat off your back to buy shades from them. If you love them, great. If you don't, they got you. Are they an industry disruptor? Should I say that? <laughs> I don't know. I think you might. Are we industry disruptors? Yes. 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 Yes, we are. Fashion. Fashion. Baseball. <laughs> Weed. I messed up some Swedish fish before this. I don't feel good about that. Did you guys use my joke when I missed on Monday when I yes. talked about it? Was that, you liked it? I, I thought it was good. I looked into potential upgrades. I will tell you this, and this is the highest compliment one can get. Uh, Kelsey Winger texted me and BBD and was like, the Swedish joke fish was fire. And she was like, which one of you did that? And BBD yes. was like, that was Trev. That was actually Trev. So I love Swedish fish. That was like my go-to candy when I used to put that toxic stuff right. in my body. I just put three goblets full of this <laughs> Swedish fish in my body. Um, and I'm mad at the person that brought them into the office. And they thought it was kind of a funny joke. And I was like, it's no. It's like a disease I have. This is, this is real life. And speaking of. Wow. John Boy. Hello, hello. Sorry, I'm late. What's up, Dad? Speaking of Gandalf the White, you might hear more about him later. But Ooh. my goodness, coming in hot, James. Looking good. Well, I when I first joined the Shady Rays, Ed was going on, so I put these on. 
great shades on you you and chris rose looks good in these shades too i mean i mean almost. i do like them i am uh notorious like i don't like sunglasses i i've never really worn them but i wear these now i got my e-bike trev like a, basically a motorcycle route yeah. rolling around town with my glasses on jimmy's a motorcycle badass it can go 70 miles per hour so i'm like katie what did you buy me this is scary as shit I rode an e-bike for the first time in Cabo and it was uh, life changing. Yeah. No, I, yeah, uh, I took it out last night before we did talking Yanks at 11 just to wake me up, get the breeze in my face. I like that. And then I you had to ride start bikes enough anymore. I had to start editing today at 7 a.m. I, I just finished. That's why I'm late. And I took it out at 7 a.m. And I rode around the neighborhood, just get the breeze in my face. It's like my new wake up. Kind of works. Do you put it like all the way up? Are you still pedaling a little bit? What do you, are you just cruising no, around like you're on a motorcycle? I don't really understand. Like, I don't know. I had to pedal uphill once because it's, I don't know. That's what I wanted to research, but I was like, tried to Google it. Like, how do you ride an e-bike? <laughs> but it, <laughs> it just came up these YouTube videos of like guys going fucking 50 miles per hour on like dirt roads and like whipping like. I'm like, no, no, I just, how do I fucking like, what's the, how do I ride it? I think you just kind of pedal. That's it. Just like a little bit. No, nah, it's not even. You just hold down the fucking the thing. Oh, you have one of the thumb thingies? He has yeah. a motorcycle. It's a motorcycle. Yeah, I think it's called a Jimmy motorcycle. has a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> You're so badass. Good right to now. get around the moat. Oh, it is cool. Where are we at? Did you guys do? Trevor Plouffe is about to bring us the National League. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. All right, my people, let's get it started. Down in the A, Kelsey Winger is from Atlanta. Maybe, I think, I don't know. Mets go down <laughs> into Atlanta, and they take two out of three. It goes 4-1 Mets, 4-1 Braves, and then 7-3 Mets to get the series victory. Uh, this one had a lot of passion in it. Scherzer, after the game, talked about how some of these series mean more. Well, he went out and shoved in game one. He was fist pumping. He was in the dugout getting getting crazy. Lindor was shaking his shoulders. Speaking of Lindor, he had a big series, too. Lots of home runs in this series. He had a big one in game three to put him up, and they kept that lead and won the series. Mets take two out of three down in Atlanta. She's not from Atlanta, really? Houston. Houston. Oh, my gosh. I'm crazy. Anyways. Moving on to St. Louis, the Dodgers go in and take two out of three. Kind of a wild series here. Cardinals win game one, 7-6. Dodgers win game two, 7-6, showing good fortitude there. That's not how you use that. And then the Dodgers win the rubber match, 4-0 to take the series. Uh, Packy Naughton was a big story in game one. Bases loaded, no out jam. He gets out of it. We'll talk about that more in depth in a bit. Uh, they got to Gonsolin. Uh, didn't matter. The Dodgers came back in that game. Freddie Freeman has been going off. He's not an all-star. Doesn't care. He's playing like one. He's having like an all-time like go right now at the dish. He's a stud. Dodgers win this one. Take two out of three from the Cardinals. Uh, moving on. Mini, what is you doing, baby? Padres going to Colorado. They lose three out of four games. They go 6-5 Padres, and then they lose the rest of them. 5-3, 10-6. 8-5. Manaya goes six and a third, two earned runs. He gets matched by Urena. I love seeing him 
in Colorado. It makes sense. I always thought he was a really good pitcher. He also goes six innings pitch, two earned runs. Uh, Machado went deep in that first game. Then it was all rocks from there. Um, some really good stuff going on. We'll go deeper into that. But the Rockies take three out of four from the Padres. The Dodgers lead is opening up in the NL West. Staying in the NL West, D-backs go up in the San Fran, San Fran handles the business against Jake Snakes. They take two out of three, four, three D-backs in game one, but then the Giants whoop that ass 13 to nothing and then win the rubber match four to three. Uh, Merrill Kelly was really sharp, goes seven innings in game one. Uh, they only, That was only their third win against the Giants. They were two and 17 against them last year. Uh, Giants take care of business. Webb goes six shutty in game two. Uh, Crawford had the walk-off single in the ninth of the last game. Giants take two out of three. And then the last series in the National League, Pirates at Marlins. This was a series split. 5-1 Pirates, 3-2 Pirates before the Marlins walked off two games in a row. 5-4, 3-2. We'll get all into it. Mickey Rojas, how you feeling? You at the dentist, bro? And that's it. That's what happened in the National League. That wasn't a different series, but Miggy Ross, you guys see that? I did I see did. that. O'Neal Cruz came up uh, trying to break up a double play. Helmet right in the tooth. He chipped his tooth. Oh, that sucks. Talking to Rosie about it. O'Neal Cruz is just like uh, kind of like an alien out there. So you you like know like what a regular body does when he's trying to break up a double play. But then you got a 6'7 guy. Popped right up. Chipped his tooth. So you got Kelsey Wingert's home wrong. You used fortitude, completely wrong. Which... Oh, I did that on purpose, though. That was on purpose. That was supposed to be And then you talk about Mickey Rose chipped tooth. I mean, that's why you only got one left-handed snap from me. Why? I can't talk. He's a co-host. He hates talking about it. Oh. Kelsey Winger's not from Atlanta? I don't know yeah. about this, guys. She, I know she worked there, right? I think that's fair. I don't know either. From oh, Houston. She does the well, Houston she is thing. Houston. Dirty but sure. spray, whatever, whatever. Where do you guys want to start? Well, the Mets win the series against the Braves, which bumps them back up. You got Jim Book, too? The Mets win the game against the Braves, which bumps them up to two and a half up in the division. Milwaukee, they gain ground on St. Louis, who hasn't won a series all month. And then the Dodgers, they gain ground. So all of the division winners gain ground this week. Yeah, we can start uh, in Atlanta, and you know, we—I kn- knew the Braves. You know, they had that run, and the Mets were kind of doing this, but they went um, on June first. They were up ten and a half games going into this series, cut it to one and a half. I mean, that is something right there. So the Mets, you know, going into this series, you got Scherzer. He does his thing. They win the two games, so they gain the game there. Um, afterwards, and I thought this was really interesting. You know, he said there are. There are times during the year where, like, there are bigger series than others. And, you know, we tend to think about, oh, guys, we try to remain calm, treat everything the same, go out there and play, you know. But he said, no, like, there are these times and you have to learn how to, like, harness this adrenaline that you have. You're going into a division rival uh, to their place who has cut the lead down a ton. Like, you're going to have these emotions. And this is a great test for what comes later on. So having Scherzer there telling all these guys that and then going out and doing what he did, you know, that's I think I think this is why the Mets are in the position that they're in with all the injuries, because I think they got 
just a really, really good mix in that clubhouse right now. I think they are a team that like understands the pressure that their owner put on them and they kind of like it. I mean, remember Steve Cohen said three to five years, I'm winning the fucking world series goes out, makes all these moves to bring these dudes in. I think they kind of like the pressure there. And you can't do that unless you have a guy like Scherzer talking about those things and also going and performing. Like you can say it, but you got to go walk the walk too. Scherzer's kind of done that with them. I'm happy the Mets won this series. I want the Braves to, to catch them. And then I want it to go back and forth the whole second half. But I like that the, it didn't happen right away because the Braves been coming, been coming, and they could have won this series, and then it's tied, and like the Mets lose their division. But I like that they fended them off. I don't, I don't think that, I don't, I'm not rooting for one team over the other, or nor do I know which team. Like, nor do I have a lean. But I do think it's going to go back and forth in the second half. I like that they pulled the Cano stunt. He got two hits, yeah. and the Mets said, "Nah, we're going to win this series. Not today." Some- Scherzer's uh, full quotes, this is what you play the game for. You want to be in these situations. You want to be facing the best teams in the league. You want to be in races. You've got to rise to the occasion and match it. And he's talking about adrenaline spikes that you got to play off it and tell yourself to bring it on. And honestly, that's like different than what I was taught. And we didn't make a lot of postseason games. Max Scherzer is a winner. And this is how he thinks. And it's not for everybody, but I think it's resonated within the clubhouse. And so game one of this series was the Battle of the Maxes. Was excited for this. There was no Yankees game, so I said I was watching it. Tough game for Max Fried to watch. He had five walks in this game. He only had five walks in the whole month of June. Uh, so that was uh, – he did not have his – an A day. But you want to know a sign of a goddamn stud when you have a day like that and you go five innings to earn uh, against a really good baseball team. So he battled at best he could – but Scherzer was better that day. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, the the Braves' bullpen, awesome performance in game two. Matt Olson has the big hit that ruins Peterson's day. And then in the deciding game to to get it, it's, it's big for the Mets. Uh, uh, I mean, with being able to fend off the Braves for just a little longer, and our guy Jacob deGrom made his last rehab start. Oh my uh, four innings. So, like, you want to talk about some juice coming out of the All-Star break. I think they're going to hold off the Braves, uh, barring uh, double sweeps going into this weekend, and then they're going to have the bad man back. I mean, this NL East is absolutely primed in a big series in Atlanta, and the Mets got it done. Some Shea Station right there. Mm. And giving the Braves some credit, uh, Olsen, that homer hit off Peterson, like top of the zone fastball. They say hit it how he throws it. Olsen did. Hard and dead central, baby. He went deep. And then I started looking at it, reading up on this, and going into today, the Braves, 142 home runs. It's eight less than the Yankees, who lead the league. And it's 20 more than any other NL club. And it's actually kind of interesting to look at the home run leaders. It goes Yankees at 150, Braves at 142, and then 125 for the Astros. So there's a sizable gap between those two teams. And there's no wonder that, you know, these are, if you look, if you just look at the home run leaders, you're going to find good teams. That's kind of how it goes. It's like the three-point ball uh, in basketball. You know, you can, if you make more of those, you're probably going to be a good team. And that's kind of how baseball's offense is gone. Um, but the Braves, I think they have like almost eight guys with 
they're going to be approaching 20 or something like that, which is insane. But yeah, Mets, good job. Hang on to win. Lindor had that big homer. Uh, it was Escobar, then Lindor in, in game three, kind of just put him, you know, cruising to victory after that. Can move on. Dodgers Cardinals, you guys, you guys, anything left on that series? No, we move on. There's five interleague too. Um, yeah, it's a lot. We'll kind of go through these a little quicker today because we do have five uh, interleague. Uh, Dodgers take two or three. Um, game one was really good. Uh, oh, the Cardinals got out to a six one in the fourth, and then the Dodgers bat. Hello? Gotcha. Okay. Six one in the fourth, and then uh, the Dodgers battle back. Six five. Bases loaded, no outs. Packy fucking Naughton comes in. Can you give me a Packy Naughton, Jake? Packy Naughton. In the seventh inning, he gets Muncy 3 1. I think it was a heater, 92 miles an hour. Kind of looked like a cutter. I don't know if he throws that or not. Uh, he flies out to short center. And then our guy, Hanser Alberto, you know, mm-hmm. he's our freaking guy, guy. Mm-hmm. 1 0 change up, puts good wood on it, but just misses it, pops it up to short left. And then he gets Bellinger. 95 down the dick. Just blew it by him. So he gets out of that jam. Cardinals go on to win that game. That's a lot of fun. Uh, even, even in game one, though, at the end, Gallegos was kind of a little shaky. He got Jake Lamb uh, to fly out with a tying run on first on a 3-0 heater. So I love the aggressiveness there. But, um, you know, when it doesn't work out, people always, oh, you shouldn't have been swinging there. But I like the swing. Uh, game two, they got to Gonsolin. Um, he gives, he gives up five runs. This is the game where the Dodgers came all the way back. The Cardinals led six Oh through six. The Dodgers scored two in the seventh, three in the eighth and two in the ninth. Uh, Alberto, our guy, uh, had to go ahead single there. Uh, Wayno pitched really good five and a third, uh, shutty. And this is Gonsolin's worst outing. Got his ERA to over two. Mm. I think it's like two Oh two or something like that. So we don't like that, but you know, they got the win and then Dodgers win game three. Uh, they kind of just. Went and did the damn thing for nothing. Anderson, who is becoming, I, I don't even know. I mean, this is a savior for the Dodgers season, kind of, you know, to stabilize that rotation the way he has. Um, six shutty, only three hits. Um, Turner has an RBI single to go in the four to go at one nothing. Then Lux hits a two run homer. That made it four nothing. And Kimberl closed it out. And he had two clean innings in this series, which I believe Dodger fans are very happy to see. Dodgers take two out of three. On the on the Cardinals side, what's going on? They they haven't won a series uh, in July yet. They have studs, and they have like I saw I saw Jordan Hicks made a start again. I'm guessing that's just because injuries and stuff. Uh, Michaelis has been good all season. Like, I think he's actually get a little un, like under the radar. Good at least in my my world. I'm sure Cardinals fans aren't are noticing. Wayno has been great. Is it the bullpen? I see Gallegos has been awful, but like they've been losing a lot. Yeah, you know, they did. They had a bullpen game, game one. They had an opener with Hicks. And I I don't know if that taxed them a a lot through the series, but yeah, it's it's gone beyond this series, is what you're saying, James. And I think that's probably an area of need there. Um, Wow, Gallegos has given up a run in his last four appearances, blown save, loss. Then he got the save, but he gave up a run and then blown loss. So, 
He's yeah. going through it. Yeah, Card- yeah, it happens with relievers. Cardinals fans, yeah, I know they uh, Gallegos came in and they were saying, how could you? But we saw a lot of that around baseball this week between worn-out bullpens. Uh, I think Helsley wasn't available, and Gallegos, who's in a funk right now, uh, comes in to not an ideal spot for him or Cardinals fans right now. Uh, Packy Naughton uh, had, hmm. had some electric fan service quotes that – are also a little backhanded at the Angels, his old organization. Uh, he was he just said, I love being here from day one in spring training. Um, you know, you get a feeling deep in your gut when stuff's going to go right for you, and I had that feeling when I joined this team. So, Packy Naughton uh, enters himself in St. Louis Cardinals lore. It's an impressive – I mean, when you go in, base is loaded, nobody out. I mean, a good – a great result is one run. Like, if you can get out of there with one run, maybe you give it, like, a double play ball, then a strikeout, that's, like, electric. Like, you're freaking fist bumping at that. Fist bumping? Whatever. What's that called? Fisting. No, yeah. like a... Like a... Fist pump. Like a Tiger Woods. Fist pump. Fist pump. Fist pump. Not a fist bump. No. Uh, but this guy goes and, and, and just does it. He, Freddie Freeman was on third base there, so I don't think... The first one was the first fly ball short center. They weren't going to test it because no outs. And then the second one was way too close. And I guess the strikeout and Packy Naughton, baby. PN. Um, Dodgers, yeah, like I said, they're just extending that lead. What is it now, James? You you had it up. It was like they have it up to nine or something. Yeah, where did it go? It's at uh, nine and a half now over the Padres. And so, moving on, I guess we can move on to the Padres. They go into cores, Jake's rocks, Kelsey's rocks, Jake's former rocks. Kelsey's rocks. It's, it's so much going on here. Yeah. Uh, they lose three out of four to the Rockies. Uh, they win game one, which was their first win in cores since 2020, May of 2021. They lost 10 in a row there. Well, now they've lost their one and 13 since then so they don't like playing in cores i don't know if there's something going on there or just it's coincidence i'm not sure game one uh cj abrams looked really good he hits the homer beautiful swing there and i actually really like watching this guy play uh defense haven't watched a ton of it so i've seen some highlights padres fans you can tell me if like he's legit or not but his actions seem really good there um he had like i said had a really good game machado beautiful swing hits his 15th homer um, and then the rest, it was just kind of all Rockies, you know, um, Clev goes five and a third, four and runs Blackman hits the go ahead Homer in the sixth of game two, uh, the Padres made two base running mistakes, two outs at third in the eighth inning. Um, they try to steal, he gets caught in between. It's not great for them. They lose game two. Musgrove gets hit around five innings pitch, five and runs in game three. The Rockies took the lead with three in the seventh there. Uh, Hilliard had the go-ahead RBI single. Iglesias, my guy, who I said I think has the best glove handling skills in all the baseball. We saw that back in spring training. He had the two-run single. He had three hits and six RBIs uh, with the game-tying three-run homer in the Is it, Are his numbers still – his offensive numbers still good? I'm pulling them up right now. James, he's hitting uh, – yeah, 755 OPS, 103 OPS – uh ops plus 304 batting average which i know you're old school you like batting average well for that skill set that's you got to be up there if you don't like batting average you're kind of like just get out of here bro batting average is cool 
in my opinion. It can't live. It can't live on its own. Not. I don't think many stats can. Yeah. But batting average one hundred percent. You can. You have to like look at the others. Sure. Whatever. I still like it. Like if you're I a still, baseball player, I still look the three at three is a elusive number, dude. It's yes. crazy. Um, and then in the last game, Rockies take uh, the lead with three and a six, and it was Iglesias again with the go-ahead RBI double. Um, watched a couple of Crones at bats. I just love the way his feet look in the box right now, like very heelsy, like he's really using the mm. earth to his advantage. You guys know what I'm talking about? Rounding. They're real planted in there. Yep. Uh, that did he's you, having did, a great year because of it. Do you hear the update on the uh, the Rockies, the report that they're not going to trade anyone again? Like Iglesias, like – I think he rates out poorly defensive now, but defensive metrics are lies and 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 silly. You love his glove, Trev. His hitting. I thought well, he was we, a trade candidate. Everyone's looking for backup infield. Why are whatever. they not trading? Because they didn't trade last year, and they they said they're going to do the same thing. They said we believe in the core. Is he the core? No, <laughs> he's not the core. I don't know. So it was a very frustrating article. We don't know. That's that's Rockies baseball. Well, don't just expect them to not. I don't know. They got the Padres number at cores and Iglesias. I did say like his glove work is just nobody else moves the glove around or has as, as much confidence in their glove work as Jose Iglesias. You guys remember when he was with the Orioles and we went down to screen training, what the hell he was doing. I can't even explain what he was doing. It was, yeah, it was so cool, but he's always had that. And he was also, he was lights out for the Red Sox last year, but he couldn't play for them in the playoffs because he didn't come over soon enough. So let's not. Oh, dude. So, so his, so his numbers, let's if you attach September, yeah. he's got to have like a nice long stretch now. That's cool. Hey, and you know why he's good. Cuban ball player. Mm. Give me all the Cubans on my team. Just give me a roster full of Cuban ball players and Tony Oliva is my manager. We win everything. Jose Iglesias is younger than me. And that's weird for me. (laughs) (laughs) Rockies win three or four, uh, moving on giants. They take two out of three, um, against Jake's snakes. This is nice for the giants. They have been treading water. I think that's, uh, the way you would put it. um, the D-backs do win game one. Uh, they score three in the third with uh, your guy, short king, I believe, Dal- Dalton Varsho. Yes. Right? He's short king. Yes. Two-run single. Um, I said in the, the read, uh, there were two in the, the Diamondbacks were two and 17 against them last year. That doesn't make sense. They didn't play them 19 times, did they? they Isn't it 16 like times 18 for 18 or 19 a year, right? I thought it was 16. Maybe there, maybe the notes are including this year as well. Because I don't think no. that any team plays 19, do they? I thought though. I thought so. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Giants do it. Um, I said, like I said, Diamondbacks win game one. Game two, uh, Logan Webb, guy, friend of the show, six shutty. He looks really good. Good. Keiko, on the other hand. He hasn't found the magic with Brent Strom. Two and a third. So he gives up seven. Ernie's. The Giants scored eight in the first three innings. Uh, David Villar had the Little League homer. Uh, your mean Mercedes. First homer as a Giant just pulled that shit down the line. And your guy, Jake, Young Prince. Yeah. Tyro, the two bombs. Uh, and then game three, uh, that's the Crawford walk-off single in the ninth. Pulls it uh, to right. Uh, they were shut out through six. They scored two in the seventh. Uh, 
Uh, Wilmer Flores had a game tying home run in the eighth and then Crawford uh, walked it off. So they get two out of three there. And, you know, they, these are the series the Giants have to win um, if they want to stay in that, uh, that race there. Love me some Tyro Estrada. He's played five positions this year, hitting a little over league average, a 105 OPS plus. Um, plays fun, thick lower body. Mm. Uh, my snakes, yeah, tough. My guy Joe Mantiply going to the All-Star game. He had been so lights out, um, and now he's starting to get touched up a little bit. But he's already in the dance. Doesn't matter, Joe. See you in L.A. Um, and, yeah, like you said, the Giants... Uh, Giants had been slumbering for a little bit, hanging around 500. Uh, get it going, San Fran. Get, get back in the conversation. Got Yankee fans talking about trading for Jock Peterson. Get that shit out of here. Jock's hitting homers into the drink in October. God, he's, why is he so good in those so games? Good. Doesn't like, care. That dude just gets hot. He doesn't care. Do you remember his like playoff fits from last year? Like he had some outrageous looking clothes. Yeah, he looked like a he looked like like a like a baby when like uh, the dad gets dresses him. <laughs> what was that? Didn't he wear like a big purple thing where his shape just didn't look good? <laughs> yeah, it was very baggy. If anybody hasn't watched, I think it's called The Real Bros of Simi Valley. Like, just go watch a little bit of that. There's one scene where. The guy's name is Jimmy uh, in real We life. met him. Yeah. What's his name? Jimmy Tatro. Jimmy Tatro, and he's getting his son dressed. He goes, and he just keeps saying, oh, my God, you're so sick, Hawk. You're so sick. And he's dressing him up with the backwards hat and, like, the flannel. <laughs> Dude, when parents dress their kids cool and give them, like, cool haircuts, I'm out. I'm fucking out, dude. Like, your kids shouldn't have, like, a little design in a fade. Like, I'm sorry. They're little kids. They're little kids. Like Teddy's going to have like a little bowl cut, like long hair as long as he can. Cause he's a fucking kid. And that's what kids need to look like. I love baby James. Baby James isn't going to dress in leopard. Like his uncle Jake. Now when I get him dressed, (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm boycotting onesies right now. I'm, I'm slowly winning the war. I'm just starting to throw them out. Like, I don't want to put a onesie on him. He squirms, changes diaper. It's like impossible. Just give me shorts and a t-shirt. The changes, man, they go through so many stages. Anyways, back to the baseball, maybe. Um, Giants take two or three, good for them. And then the last series in the NL was the Pirates uh, down in Miami. God, I love Miami. I want to go there so bad. They split the series. Uh, the Marlins get the two walk-off games. Our guy, I think Cole Tucker's real good friends with Mitch Keller. Yeah, he came to the house in Arizona. He had a good start. Uh, happy for him. Yep, he uh, goes seven innings pitched, one earned run. It's the first time he's completed seven innings in his career. Hey. Which I, I was, thought that was going to be nice for him, but then you made it sound like we're dogging him a little bit. Did No, it's happy for him. That's like a, it's a big league achievement, seven innings. That is, yeah. and I, I'm interested to see if he switched up his – he had the worst, statistically the worst fastball on MLB this year. Hmm. Velo um, was down, according to the notes here. So interesting. Maybe he changed up a grip, or his arm just didn't feel that good. But it doesn't maybe, matter. Yeah, seven. maybe he was like, "I don't need to throw it that hard, and it'll have a little more movement or something like that." Kevin Newman. I feel like we haven't heard a lot from him as of late. I played against that dude in the International League a long time ago. Three hits with the RBI double. 
Cruz has to go ahead RBI triple in the fifth of game two. And then after the Pirates scored two in the top of the 10th in game three, the Marlins walked it off. They scored three. It was on uh, a Bednar, mm-hmm. uh, just a recent guess on Chris Rowe's rotation. Uh, wild pitch. He scored Jesus Aguilar to end it. And then uh, Brian Anderson in game four, the walk-off two-run triple in the 11th uh, after Gamble had to go ahead, RBI double in the top half. And that was – oh, so this was the series, bro. I... Miguel Rojas exited O'Neal Cruz' helmet, knocked his teeth out. Yeah. It's too big. Tough one there. Uh, Marlins are interesting because um, they are bringing up Max Meyer, who's one of their top pitching prospects. We talked about a little bit on baseball today. Is this a move, a chess move, you know, where they get his feet wet a little bit and then they start to dangle some of those starters in front of people? Because there's, I think they're two games under 500. They're still right in the thick of the wild card race. Like if you put them in a wild card series, like this is a team where if you put their starting pitching up against other teams, like it works. Like there's a world where the Marlins are very scary in the playoffs and they could trade one of their controllable starters for a bat. And then we're talking about a different Marlins team. The only problem is their starters are so controllable. They have no one. They have no one that's even close to on their way out. If Rogers was pitching better this year, I think 100% they go out and, and, and give up somebody. I don't know who, which one it would be. Uh, but he's kind of, he struggled. He struggled to find it a little bit this year. So I think we'll see how it goes. I, I want them to make a move so bad. Don't you guys, don't you want to see what this pitching staff can do? I did. Until, yeah, otherwise it's just they, the Alcantara. Until Jeter well, they left. also need, they need what did Jeter know. Too. What did Jeter know? He knew Subway was coming. It was supposed to be Castellanos. Trav, I, I do like what you're saying. I mean, Max Meyer's the next one. He was the third pick in the draft, and now he's he's up in the show. So his minor league numbers have been crazy too. Yeah, and he's uh, you know, he's he's one of those legit legit prospects. So yeah, you wonder if they're sitting there and, um, you know, Lizardo's uh, out right now. Are they going to be looking at their starting pitching and say, somebody please take one of these good young starting pitchers and give us two? hitters back and will a team actually do it they can get for one of these guys with the control you can get a major league proven bat already um and a prospect probably if i'm the marlins i mean obviously they're looking into this everyone's looking into everything but this is a move that i think is very you know probable with them 43 and 45 on the year don can you get donnie baseball to get some things going down there Miggy Rowe. I mean, you got to play toothless the rest of the season, and then then you got a rallying cry. Well, that's it for the National League. I mean, great series, great ball being played, heading into the All-Star break. Hot. Hot. Who's got the AL? Jake, Mm. are you going to tell us about the AL, dog? You guys are interested. I am interested. (laughs) Guys, why don't we head down to Tampa? We are talking Yankees minor league baseball. No, we're talking about the Rays. Because what did they do, Trev? They busted out the broomsticks against your Boston Red Sox. A four-game 
set. Boogity, boogity, boogity. The Rays jump up to second in the AL East and the top wildcard spot in the AL. Shane McClanahan does it again. Will he be starting the All-Star game? The Rays, they were down 3-0 in the seventh inning of game four, and they put up a five spot. Ho-ho, Boston Twitter was tough to watch during that one. Trevor Story exits with a finger injury. He misses the final two games. The Wizard of Boz, he will be out four weeks, but the girl from Luis Patino will come back uh, from an oblique injury, so Rays get a little support there. Brian Bayo gets knocked around again. Red Sox, super prospect, but Whitlock and Evaldi are supposed to come back. Ho, oh, there is going to be an ugly set in the Bronx this weekend as both of those teams pitching are worn out. Mom, I'm worn out. That's a story I'll tell after this. Not really a story. Astros, they take two out of three from the Angels. The Angels win the Otani game. I'm Captain Obvious. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Astros win the first game 6-5. Kyle Tucker with the big go-ahead RBI in the ninth. Otani, my goodness, the last six starts are insane. He's driving in runs in his own game. The Angels win that one 7-1. And then, of course, they're going to lose the last game in extra innings. Astros continue to roll. The Angels, my God. Otani jumps to the Vegas MVP favorite this series. Told you guys. Trev told you guys, apparently. Guardians, White Sox split four, and that's obvious. Oh, my God. Somebody do something. The Guardians won the first two games. Shane Bieber. Trev, will people hear about him later in the episode? Yes, they will. He Cleveland fans might not like it. He drops it. Dylan Cease with a quote-unquote all-star worthy performance uh, as he keeps... The Guardians shut out, and the White Sox win the final two games. Our guy Giolito, 6.1. No earned runs. We like that for the big fella. Getting him going into the All-Star break. Uh, Savali, he leaves with some right wrist soreness. That's a weird one. Abreu was having fun in the dugout. He was sliding in the dugout. Looks super dangerous. Uh, These teams split, and it's not exciting, and that's AL Central Baseball. Speaking of... I'm not exciting. The Rangers take two out of three from the Athletics. Here's what I think you need to know. Corey Seager, five straight games with a homer. He played himself into the All-Star game. My guy's stats were, as Trevor Plouffe would say, mid as of a couple weeks ago. And now he's in the All-Star game. He's got plus 20 ding-dongs. Josh Smith hits his first career Major League homer. Why is that exciting? Well, it's his first career Major League homer, and it's an inside-the-park job. That one lives on forever. You tell that at the corner of the bar one day. Rangers took two out of three in this one. Gray with seven shutout. How about that? Have a day, kid. And then your Kansas City Royals faced the Tigers, and they took three out of four before ditching half their team to head to the Great North. Vinny Pasquantino, he hits his second home run. Just like his first home run, Jim. His first home run was off big Mike Pineda and an 89-mile-per-hour fastball. His second home run was off big Mike Pineda and an 89-mile-per-hour fastball. So Vinny P in the power of three, he knows what he's doing. Um, I don't know. The 
We had another Keller good start. So the Keller boys were at it. Seven innings pitch, one earned for him. Uh, Bobby Witt with a tough misplay in the third game. Baez and Garrett always having fun. And that's what happened in the American League. No snaps. Good job. Good job. Good job by you. Bad job by the American League, in my opinion. Fair. Um, none of these results are uh, surprising. The only one is the Rays got a four-game sweep. Other than that, it's like, yep, yep, yep. Mm. Come on now. Rays. Spice it up a little sweep bit. That's, a, that's a big one. As far as the standings go, and then we get into the – Whatever, whatever. Uh, in the East, which like everybody was in interleague besides the Rays and the Red Sox, the Rays gained a game. Four-game sweep, they gained a game. They're now 13 back. That's huge. Uh, two games. The Central, the Twins gained a game, and the Guardians are in second place, and the White Sox are in third and the Astros lost a game, actually. Mariners gained a game in the West. Mm. A lot of IL stuff, though, today. Mm. I mean, that, that Rays-Red Sox series is probably the most interesting to me because it's a four-game sweep. The Rays had been kind of uh, on, on skidding out a little bit and just so injury-prone, so injured. Uh, battle of the injuries, I would guess. And uh, the Red Sox have worse depth than the Rays and, and, and lose, but... Sale makes his return. I think there was a bad error uh, in one of the games that led to runs. And then did the Red Sox bullpen get beat up? Sox bullpen got worn out. Well, that uh, the final game, they uh, they they blow the three zero lead there. And yeah, I mean we're we're you know maybe it it goes to say with the the Rays system of just constantly calling up pitcher after pitcher that they have some sort of belief in. As we're seeing the Cardinals with kind of a worn out bullpen, we're seeing the Red Sox with a worn out bullpen. Our Yankees uh, were in a bad place this week. That yeah, it's kind of it's that time of year as we're seeing a couple t- teams take it into the All Star break. The Sox did not expect this after they won those final two games at Fenway versus the Yanks. They thought they kind of had the good sauce going. Sale coming back, and man, they got punched in the teeth by the Rays. Your guys, your guy Walls with the big two-run single to tie it. Uh, it seems like he doesn't have a lot of hits, but man, when he does, you see it. Dude, so I've been on a, obviously I've been on a kinder falafa kick to sure. see like how how poorly his hitting is, right. and the one guy who's constantly worse is Walls, and I'm like, whoa! I I knew he was like defense first shortstop. I trade for him in a second because his defense is good. Like I'd swap them out because I don't if your defense is really good and then you hit timely hits, but he's like bottom five of like yeah. a lot of offensive categories. Bro, but those pinstripes are heavy, so we don't know how Walls would perform in New York, okay? Walls is also a rookie. And uh, a rookie. Walls is cocky son of a bitch, so I think he'd be fine. Might as might as well have a suit of armor on. That's how heavy these things are. When you put those pinstripes on. Look, the Red Sox were probably salivating going into this series. Rays get swept by the Reds right before. Little do they know, the Reds are the best team in baseball right now. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, this has got to be – it's like bittersweet – you get sale back. He looks good. He's got his velo. His fucking slider is still there. This guy's going to pitch till he's 60 years old with that slider. Mm. Watching his start, 
you just it's like it's like the blitz ball when you first start playing blitz ball you just don't see pitches move like that if you're have come from a baseball background and you got to set your sights in these different areas because the ball can move that much it's the same thing with chris sale except it's not a neon green ball it's a freaking baseball and you have to set your sights like in right center field because he's stepping towards first base and jesus back door slidering you to death. And then once you start to look out over there, you know what he does? Buries it inside on your back foot. Or he just comes in with 96 on your hands. Like, he's a problem. The Red Sox have, have to be happy to get him back. But then, yeah, you go on and you get exposed. Bullpen gets their depth being challenged a little bit. I'm, I don't know what to think about the Red Sox. Um, I, I, I was on baseball today. C. Rose asked me this question. I'm going to pose it to you guys. I think it's an interesting talk real quick. Where would you have the Mariners in the AL East right now? Obviously behind the Yankees, but would you put them roster-wise? Where would you put them with like Blue Jays, Red Sox, Rays? I probably roster-wise have... now, roster-wise like three, healthy behind the Blue Jays, right? Yeah, that's what I'd say too. Red Sox, Rays are getting tested right now. I mean, Boz went on the IL for the Rays. Like it's. I mean, Rays are always a caveat because they're a whole different program that, like, their roster never jumps off the page. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Mariners also, you know, they signed Robbie Ray, and they were a young, talented team before. Like, they, they traded for Jesse Winker. Like, they, they have a lot of talent in that, on that team. I, it's, I, no shots fired at Red Sox or Tampa. I, you know, Seattle has a talented roster. Some piece of shit pronounced the Mariners dead on ah. June 20th. Maybe we'll hear more about that later. It's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> good job by the Rays. Tough job by the Sox. The Astros beat the Angels. Um, Jake and I ran into this on Talking Yanks, which I think is a fun uh little nugget for uh, Astros fans or baseball listeners. Astros bullpen is clearly really good. I think they had the best bullpen ERA this week, this week. They've like been phenomenal all season. They have by far Trev, the Astros relievers have by far the least amount of innings where the reliever starts with runners, inherited runners. Oh, they're getting clean innings. You're saying clean innings. The Yankees have the most inherited runners because the Yankees believe in bringing in a pitcher out with one, with one out to go. So the three batter minimum rule doesn't apply to them later on. And the Astros, their number was like 78 and there was only like two teams, even under 100 uh, innings. And I just am jealous of that. I just think that's common sense. And they seem to be running away with that. You need just give them clean innings and let them do their thing. You talk to any reliever, that's that's what they want. You know, they they like the pressure pack situations as well because that's that's the kind of people they are. They're a little nutty out there in the bullpen. But if you want success, you want the clean inning, you want mentally to be out there, you know, whether you're a guy that likes to go in the uh, stretch or the windup, usually relievers just pitch exclusively out of the stretch. But the clean inning is just, just everything you need. You can, you can be selective with your pitches. You don't have to worry about holding a runner on. Like, it just – we talk about stressful innings, stressful pitches on pitchers. Like that's what's really doing the damage. Clean innings. I mean, it's 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 a less stressful thing. So that's it's a great find by you right there in the Astros. 
I think my just smart, my best theory on it, because a lot of the smart organizations think alike. I mean, you know, you, you, we can list them pretty easily. I mean, Yankees, Houston, Dodgers, you know, they're, they're the smart orgs for a reason. My, my only brainstorm, and if you got something else, let me know, is that uh, I think the Yankees live in fear of the blow-up inning. I, I remember that becoming a stat in recent years for relievers is, you know, if a guy blows up. I think they're trying to bring the Yankees are trying to bring relievers in with two outs. So if they don't have their good stuff, they can hopefully just get out of it, and then you don't need them for the next inning. I don't know, but it, it it's odd that they are complete different ends of the spectrum, and it's something the Yankees prioritize. It's it's not out of desperation, like Jimmy said, they like to do that. So um, I don't know, something to track throughout the year and come October. You know who benefits from a reliever coming in in a clean inning? The fans. Is there anything worse than rallies happening and then your the manager walks out to change the pitcher? There's nothing worse than that. Icing them. Maybe that's the other theory. I don't know, man. Icing the kicker. Otani is MVP. I told you guys. I love Judge. He's an amazing ball player. He's been struggling a little bit. I don't know the exact numbers. Um, but Otani is going to win this award until they change something up. I don't know, man. Like he's just, he is the most valuable player in the big leagues. Try him. Runners games entered for relievers with runners on Orioles are the worst 115 games uh, or 115 times it's happened. And then the average is 83. And then the Astros and the Dodgers. 56 and 59. Those are the two of the smarter teams in baseball. Come on, my Yankees. Adapt. Do you think there's ever some like a competition between front offices? I know like the arbitration belt or something like Mm -hmm. that gets passed around. Uh, Do you think there's ever any like IQ tests between organizations, front offices? Because they don't know how to play sports. These guys are Ivy Leaguers, Mm. dude. They just want to, you know, look at numbers all day. Do you think there's ever like an IQ test between them? And if so, like, do the teams that we think would win, win? Yes. That's a dumb question. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking out loud here. I do think the teams we think would win, would win. And I also think that if the White Sox and the Guardians play a four-game set, they're obviously splitting it and no one's going to advance their season yeah. during the games. AL Central, Jake, super mid. <laughs> as mid as mid gets. Trev, replying to you so the kids will understand, no lies detected, bro. <laughs> what does Dan say? Facts, bro. Facts. <laughs> They are. Uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I think uh, I'll say this, and it still sucks. Although I did, Jose Abreu was having fun in the dugout. That was cool to see. Louis, Louis Rubber, we're not talking about it, hit a home run in Minnesota that was up in Plouffe territory. Uh, White Sox are a game below 500 right now, and they have that crazy easy schedule coming out of the break. I think they're going to be a part of this season, even though I hate every time they play baseball. What's up with uh, our boy, Lance Lynn? Jim? That's your favorite pitcher, James. Eight earned runs in game one. He's given up five-plus runs in his last two starts and in four of his last six. 
He had one score this start, one with three runs, and the other had other four had five plus runs. My best guess is that he needs to get going. He didn't get a full spring training and came back from injury when he was on in 2018 when he didn't start his season. Him and Cobb like didn't pitch in April because they were that reliever that that free agent crew. He had like a really bad start to the season. Then he I think talked to us about it and he talked about how like you know he he needed that time to build up the arm and like he's a precision pitcher. So he needs to be hitting spots and all that. So I, I that's just a guess. I haven't watched a ton, but if he steadies the ship after get it, accruing a bunch of innings, I and games are gonna be after like you know eight games in, then it gets better. I wouldn't be shocked. Fastball sat at ninety four the past three years. It's in at ninety two this year, which I think you could probably put that in the same bucket. Big land. Yeah, it might just, just need to build. Up. Up. I don't know. Yeah, that's I don't know. Um. There's some juicy rumors going on in the White Sox world, though, because there's all these uh, reports that the chemistry's bad, that it's like a bad scene, and blah, 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 blah. And then Liam Hendricks went on radio, and he said that he thinks Keuchel is the one that's leaking these about the White Sox because they got rid of him. So now, and it's a, like a Nightingale rumor. So now, like, you think Keuchel's leaking shit to Nightingale about the clubhouse? I honestly have no idea. I don't think there's a trustworthy source in this entire, on either side or anywhere. So I've just like, this is bizarre. See with the Australian hate right there. Jeez, wow. you're, you're part Australian. Pretty wild for Hendricks to be like, it was Keiko. If he's it, fiery, um, dude, he, unless he it thinks something, he going to say it. I he better him. know. I, I don't know Keiko enough. He better like, I don't know. That's shitty. If it's not Keiko. That shitty. So I lend to then think it had to be because otherwise, like Hendrix is really like dogging a guy. He doesn't nothing. care. Like if yeah. there's, yeah, he's very intense. I mean, I've seen this guy transform into what he um, has become. Very happy that he's become this. He doesn't give a shit. Intent. He doesn't care if Ky- he doesn't care what Keiko thinks. If he thinks he's disrespecting the clubhouse by you know spreading rumors, he'll come out and say stuff like. Most of the Australians I know don't have a filter, and I don't know if I'm stereotyping or not, but that's been my experience. Intense Aussie that can can put the target elsewhere almost. Uh, so who knows? I had dinner with Dallas Kike a little bit ago. It didn't come up, um, so I don't I don't know. No comment. Did he give you that shirt? No Seems like a Dallas Kike. He kind of had a shirt like this on, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I can't tell. Are you kidding or serious? I no, like kinda. Yeah. Like I wasn't leper, but it, yeah, it kind of was. I would Wait, you was dinner with Dallas Keuchel? Like I'm, I'm lost. He was and, uh, a, about a they month, ate at the same restaurant. A month ago, he was at the table next to me and Jess's family, and I couldn't really engage because Jess's mother would have made quite the scene. So I said goodbye at the end to him and Kelly, and they were both very nice. Um, not Trevor Plouffe fans. They both said, "Okay." Uh, we'll talk about Bieber. I'm going to talk about him in a little bit, but really nice for him. Uh, obviously, complete game, doing his thing. Um, yeah, Ale Central mid. Just the hell's going to happen. Literally and then in the, in the West, the Rangers take two out of three, and that's how you would guess that would go. And they were all sloppy games, and that's kind of how you'd get. Oh, maybe the last game was nice. That's how you guess that would go. One went into extras. Some Some notes – 
Martin Perez said he wants to be there long time, long term. And Chris Young came out and said that they want to extend him. So maybe that takes him off the block or maybe that gets them a bigger package. And then Josh Smith traded for Gallo. It's an inside the park home run. Farm to Gallo fame. tried to do that in Boston. Got thrown out the plate. Farm to fame, Josh Smith. Um, add. Uh, Corey Seager for me is a story. On July 3rd, Corey Seager was 226, 298, a 710 OPS. Uh, since then, he's gone full-blown nut job. 10 games with a 1.4 OPS, a 405 batting average. And he played himself onto the All-Star team. He's now 246, 322, a 790 OPS with 21 homers from the shortstop position. So he uh, he went from Texas Rangers fans probably feeling pretty mid, if not less than mid on him, and now he's going to L.A. In the home and run derby, the, And doing the derby. Derby times, baby. I'm, prepping I'm for the derby. very disappointed in how the derby ended up shaping up. Like, there's some good names in there. I, I know I'll be happy to watch it. It's still going to be fun, but I was – we got – no LA representative. A Seeger and Pujols are kind of the closest thing to that. Who no was the other? Who was? Who were the other later additions after we did our episode? Seeger, Julio, Julio Rodriguez, which would be great to That's see. That's good for baseball. Yeah, but LA. I there's, I mean, have some Jose Ramirez. Oh yeah. Oh, J Ram's doing it. Yeah, he is doing it. He's I probably gonna win it. Forgot that. Oh, dude, that that's tough for me. In J Ram's head, he's already won the Homer and Derby. I know how this guy thinks. He like he's like already telling Pete Alonso to suck it. And is he I go need to hear a conversation end? between the two of them. Is he going to go? I'm going to go. Well, you guys talk about the Royals. I'll be back. Is okay. He, is he going to go lefty and righty? That's the question for me. Um, Tigers, Royals, Trev. You were all over this series, so I'll let you go with it. Royals. <laughs> <laughs> Royals take three out of four. Uh, AL Central, still yeah. very mid. This is not a very yeah. fun series to cover. No. Uh, we had a few interesting things. Uh, I don't want to gloss over this because that's not really fair, but there are some kind of like talking points here that kind of are, are more than uh, the series. I mean, um, Baez and Garrett do their dance again, which is always just... Uh, did you see what he said see. on C. Rose's thing, though? Like... We talked about this on baseball today. Like it was premeditated. Like yeah. he was going to hit Javi Baez. He literally said, "I did the row the boat against Javi Baez. He did the row the boat against me. So he has to know it's coming." I was like, "Actually, I think that if you do it first and someone <laughs> does it back to you, that's the end." Right. That's it's it. supposed to be the end. Yes. But he said, "I remember," and I'm gonna. He's like, "Wait till you see." Yeah. And so Matheny had to, had to take him out because. <laughs> He's got 10 dudes who can't play in Toronto because they're not vaccinated. And if they got into a brawl, who knows what would have happened. And all of a sudden you have zero players. And it's interesting. It, it's so funny, man. Uh, Amir Garrett came to our spring training house and was one of the nicest, coolest dudes. <laughs> so <laughs> chill. Like just a chiller, man. Having a good time. Uh, man, you talk about a light switch. Put that guy on a baseball field. Uh, and he goes to just a completely other world. When he when he talks about his relationship with Hobby, like on podcasts, like he did Pitching Engine, like talked about it, it it's very level headed and and rational. And he's like, we talk shit to each other. Yeah, like playing you know, a sport. If he like gets me, fact, we're gonna fight. If he gets me, we he dances. If I get him, I do something, and uh, I'm excited to get him because I got something planned. Like it, it's very, I don't know. Like meeting him was he was like super 
calm and cool. And then when you hear him talk, it, it just doesn't match. You're like, oh, okay. This is just fun. It is like you're fun. just Yeah. Yeah. So, Maggie, I mean, do you want to go over the games? We're going to move on. Not to really. Miggy Cab stole a base. That's about it. Vinny Pascantino, second career home run, and the go-ahead RBI single in the sixth inning of game one. Uh, that's awesome. Whit Jr., four hits, three RBIs in game two. Uh, the Miggy stolen base in game three is kind of the story for some reason because it's kind of it's funny to see him lumbering around the bases. Um, Miggy's old. Hinch said the first thought when he saw Miggy running was, holy shit, which I think, Pretty much, uh, that's a universal uh, reaction to watching Miguel Cabrera steal a base. Uh, then, yeah, we have the 10 players not being able to go up into Toronto for the Royals, which is, it's something. And I've been saying it on baseball today. It's a story now. You know, the Red Sox, Tanner Houck not being able to be there, then them blowing games in the ninth, that was a story. But once we get past the trade deadline, once we get into September, and guys can't go up there. Like it, we are going to, it's going to be a national story. Like it's going to be crazy. Did you it's see? Very polarizing, obviously, and it's it has an impact on the season, a huge impact. Dude, someone said, and they obviously don't listen to talking baseball. Mm. It was a player. I actually don't know if this was a Blue Jays, a Royals player, but they said, "I'm not going to let Canada." It tell that me- was. Whit Merrifield, the that, very bad. That was quote. real Mudo, I think. Real, that was real Mudo. That was, that was real Mudo. Yeah, I think both of them might have said that. To be honest, and they don't listen to you, Trev, because you you let the whole audience know like the Canadian players have to get vaxxed to cross the border as well. All, all the like all, all the foreign the players first. do. If you're coming in from Latin America, you have to get. They're all vaxxed as well. We have the same rule in America. So people are like, pissed at Canada. It's like first. so like we got the same rule. The, like the players that spoke out. It's like. I don't know. Don't talk about things you don't Google first. Yeah. It's yeah. So that's going to be, it's going to be a huge story. And you know, I I understand it's polarizing. Think whatever way you want to think. I don't really care. Uh, It's just, we, we got to touch on it. It's very topical. Oh yeah. Just don't act like Canada is the only country. Like I'm America. You can't tell me to do Canada. It's like America's doing the same shit. And it's already it's already a story. Benny, he's one of the bigger trade targets. This deadline didn't go, so that, uh, too. that'll that'll continue. That'll continue. I bet I bet one of those ten is that he's going to fucking go to Canada. <laughs> just not a Canada trip guy. I get three days off on a losing team. I ain't vaxxed. <laughs> that brings us to the IL, Jimbo. Vax us up, baby. The I-L. I'm going to combine two two-game sets. The Orioles and the Mariners, both on eight-game winning streaks, both with an interleague two-game set against a, also or a weaker opponent, and they both come to task and sweep. So now we have two teams that are 10 and 0 in their last 10, and I like them racing each other. Who will lose first? The Orioles beat the Cubs two games. They won four to two and then seven to one. It's their longest winning streak since 1999, I think. 
Wow. They have the best record in the AL East over the last 30 games. And the Mariners, they won both games over the Nationals, 6-4. to four, And then 2-1 to one when they went with an opener. Um, Trev's guy, Tommy Malone, 3.1 shutout innings in relief. Soto did hit his homer, so that's good. And, uh, oh, it says here their first stimulator appearance is coming up since April 29th. Mm. Wow. This series was a doubleheader. Winker homered in both games. In his first game back from suspension. That's awesome. All right. The Reds, after beating the Rays, stay interleague and come and face the Yankees. They took two out of three from the Yankees. The second and third game both went into extras. The first game, they won in the ninth inning. Clay Holmes couldn't find the zone. Both teams played atrocious baseball, and uh, I don't think either is going to walk away feeling good about themselves. Just uh, errors galore, bad pitching. The Yankees won on uh, intentional walk, wild pitch, wild pitch. The Reds won on Clay Holmes throwing like 20 balls in a row. It was pretty bad baseball. It wasn't really that fun to watch. Luis Castillo, he was pitching really well, and I want him to get traded somewhere. Phillies and the Blue Jays played. Blue Jays manager got fired. Phillies manager previously got fired. Blue Jays won both games. And all the Blue Jays players kind of were like, yeah, he needed to get fired. Yes. We're not we're not upset this happened. So, wow. How about that? And then the Brewers and the Twins, they played a two-game set. Wisconsin versus Minnesota, huh? Brewers won game one with Alexander, and Twins won game two with Joe Ryan. Jose Miranda, walk-off three-run homer in game two, his first career walk-off home run. How about that? Devin Williams, scoreless eighth in game one, was his 24th scoreless appearance and his league-leading 23rd hold, and Yelly sat both games. There's your eye out. Give us your interleague standings, James. Where are we dropping, boys? Uh, interleague standings. Well, the Seattle quiet. jumps up. Like they, 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 they're now eleven back instead of twelve back. But in the wild card, Seattle is now um, up there. I mean, it's they would be the second wild card. Yeah, it'd be the second wild card. More so, on that later. Okay. Um, the Orioles. Are they like in the mix? They're over 500. They're like in that. Yeah, they're in that slog of like it's the Yankees, the Astros, and then everybody is from from the Rays to the White Sox are in a, like a crazy slog. It's nuts. Um, the Reds having themselves a, a nice little AL East session. But I don't know. The standings don't matter for any of them. Beebs, will you get the over-unders up for us and just tell us if anybody took the Orioles over? I would doubt it, man. I don't think we did. I'm so happy for them. I am so happy for them. I don't know what's going to happen here at the end of the season, but when you go into a season expecting to lose like they did, and you know what? No matter what they said in spring training about how they could really feel the vibe, like, no, they, they went in kind of thinking they're going to lose a lot of games in that division playing the way they played that is it's so huge everyone for the took young the guys under. for everybody there on 62 and a half 
and and they have a feel good story now with Phyllis. Um, I guess it's feel good. She passed away. Lifelong Orioles fan. Um, she passed away, and they haven't lost since she passed away. So they think she's pulling some strings. Phyllis. Yep. Tampering with Major League Baseball, you dog. Okay, Phyllis. Mm. Good for you. Mm. And I don't know if that's like, the thing. I don't know if I would do that. If that's the thing. when I went to heaven, when I go to heaven, what, what's what am I going to be doing? Like, what strings am I going to be doing? Probably not baseball. I don't know. Maybe she had a lot of favors. And maybe she was like, I can make all of my relatives happy by this one common thread of Orioles baseball. Oh, I'd fire Jake. I'd get Jake fired right away. Mm. Yeah. Mm. How about that? I mean, a lot of two-game sets. Jake Sanderson. Big Sanderson. A lot of two-game sets, which we don't really harp on that much. Flex in six innings pitch, one earned run. Good job by him. Uh, Mariners ninth win in a row, longest streak since two thousand and three. So who who now. do both of these teams play before the break? Well, let me get it up, James. Mariners, they have the Texas Rangers. They're in Texas. Okay, and they come out of that Houston, 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 Texas, 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 Houston, Houston, Houston. So they're going to be down in the Lone Star State for quite some time. And the, and the, to open the Orioles go to Tampa, where they just won four. And uh, and the Mariners go to Texas. So both are on the road. So which team? Would, it, would you rather them both lose on the same day? Or do you want someone to win the battle of streaks? I have it as a draw. Uh, Seattle's actually up a game on the win streak. It's eleven to ten, uh, including games that we're oh, not yeah, they talking won the about yet. Um, so I want the Mariners to end first, and then the Orioles tie it up, and then they lose the next game. So it's it's a beautiful moment. Like you just united them. I want mm-hmm. I want the moment united forever. That would cement it. Okay, that's cool and fun and fair. That's my. That's the story of my life, man. Cool, fun, fair. Uh, the Reds and the Yankees. Yeah, this was like error-filled, bad baseball for three games. Is there is there a Holmes problem or just a couple rough outings? You guys are obviously no. He looked better the next day. Hmm. He looked better the next day. Okay. It looked like he was throwing with a, a foreign person's arm. They were mentioning on. I was watching the the first game, and they were mentioning something about the like humidity. They were asking if it was humid, if the ball was slipping. He was like, "No, I'm fine." I don't know if they're trying to make excuses for him or. Yeah, I, he, it was all over the place. We're gonna chalk it down as weird, and it almost didn't happen unless it happens again. Uh, you know, some Pirates fans were reaching out because we, you know, Yankee fans have been walking tall, and we. Clay Holmes is the best ever. Look at the Yankees pitching factory. But his problem when he was in Pittsburgh, he was he was crazy wild. His his yeah. walk numbers were absurd. Um, and the Yankees got rid of that. So there was a couple Pirates fans that were like, hey, like, not even not saying this in a rude way. Just can't believe you guys hadn't seen this yet. Um yeah. so it was just bizarre. We're we're gonna put it in our rear view. He earned he's earned three bad appearances, never mind one. It was just it was one of the toughest watches I, I've seen on a mound. He, he looked like he got space jammed a little bit. So we're, we're going to put that in our rear view. And, yeah, it, it, 
It was both bullpens were worn out by the end of this. Some sloppy ball. Either team could have swept this series. The Reds end up what? They go five and one against the the Yankees and the Rays. Yeah, not bad. Reds split against the Red Sox to go six and two against the AL East. They're hot. Mustakis two hundred homers. Oh. That is. Two hundred homers is so many homers, you guys. Can you say? Can you call Malibu Mike? You know that does something. For Malibu me. Mike with his two oh. hundredth homer. I actually texted him, and he called me from the golf course the next day. This guy's living a life. <laughs> Except he's in Cincinnati. That's hey, hey. No offense to Cincinnati. I've had great times there. Jeff Ruby Steakhouse. Add. Um, I thought I had something else to ask you guys about. Oh yeah, Sevy goes down lat tightness are we scared about that because yep he shouldn't have been like the velo was down and he kept pitching through it to get the back to back to back right they just teed off on him probably a warning sign did he do you think he did he go until he felt a grab yeah he, he took himself out so they you can always so he, feel it right before you can always feel it it feels like a little bit of a bruise and you should stop when you feel that well, worse than that, Trev, he felt it in the morning when he woke up and he told and like they knew about it. So they went out to see how he was doing and he was like, I'm fine. Finished the inning after giving him the home runs and then in warmups the next inning took himself out. So not the best Athletes like idiots, dude. They're idiots. You got to yeah. take the ball out of his hand. You just yeah, have to. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, definitely worried about it because Sevy is. Um, I would have him as the, the two in the postseason and I think he was building up to be that and it's we'll been see. the it's been the could, be, could be nothing. He could come back in in two weeks. He could come back in two months. And the, who knows? The biggest spin in Yankee Land was he was gonna have to rest anyways. Um, you know he he has not been built up over the past couple years. So you maybe there's a day when we're talking about a blessing in disguise. But for right now, like you said, I mean you know. A pulled muscle in that area, you just you don't know. And like you also said, athletes are idiots. That uh yeah, hopefully they give him the time. Maybe the timing of the all-star break ends up being perfect for it. Uh but yeah, it was it was tough to hear after the game. He's like, Yeah, I didn't I woke up and it didn't feel good, and then I went out there and it didn't feel good. And it's like, Come on, dog. <laughs> like we're, could we're be playing, a blessing in dis- could be a blessing in disguise for you for guys. October. Can I spin it for you? Yeah. Rotation has been intact all freaking season long. I think them and the Mariners have had like the most innings pitched out of like their starting pitchers. Like they just, it's been a clean bill of health essentially. So, you know, there's some guys out there and we were talking about Luis Castillo. Where, where does he slot into that rotation? Maybe you push Tyone, maybe Montgomery. I don't know what you would have done, but now maybe the sense of urgency is there for the Yankees. Maybe now they go after the starter, which maybe before they weren't going to go after. So We'll see. A lot of people in on Castillo. You guys like the way he looked, huh? He's a stud. Yeah, he is. He is a stud. Big he's time. Good. Stud. He's good. Happy, smiley. Um, ETS, big time stud. Let's move on. Hey. Phillies, Blue Jays. Phillies, Blue Jays. For the Blue Jays, the storyline is is not really on the field. They do win both games, but you know, after attending the funeral of um, uh, the first base coach's daughter they fire Montoya on the way back, which my initial reaction was like, you couldn't like ride out the week. Like that was a, a lot of the first responses. Like, really? Like that's, that's when you like did it. Um, but then 
hearing all the players, it's like, it seems most likely they waited till he came back because they wanted to do it before the series happened or like right away. I'm, sh- I'm all- reading Bo Bichette's quote. I'm shocked. I didn't see that until right now. So a lot of the players have come out and been like, yep, like not, not upset. And the theory is Montoyo's very chill. Like that's who he is. That's what everyone says. He is not loud. He's dealt with a lot in his life. There's a book kind of detailing him and his, um, his son's uh, uh, illness and surgeries and, and all that stuff. And, and he says it's leveled him. Like it's made him know what's important, what, you know, and he's just a calm dude. And it seems like a lot of these young players were searching for some coaching or some like motivation or some like discipline, like, you know, just something besides just, uh, you know, death by optimism, which when I was a player, I told our hockey coach when I, we were like on a playoff run, I said, you got to yell at us, coach. Like we were playing awful. And I, I had the same thing. So if that's the case, like I fully understand that. Like if you're playing bad and your coach doesn't tell you, you're play, you guys are playing like shit right now. For me, that's like, well, then why are you here if you're not going to coach us or motivate us? So that's the vibe, all their quotes and then all the articles I read are saying these young guys were searching for like, response to their play it's um it's very interesting that that's come out because obviously i played in tampa with rocco who people in minnesota say the same thing about him that he needs to be more fiery and you know do that charlie same kind of way um and then the hitting coach as well uh moto I asked him, I, I've told you guys this before. I went in, I was struggling. I, I just felt lost. I will go into the cage early. Nobody else though. Like, Moto, can I help me, bro? Like, what is wrong with me? Like, do something. He's, You're fine. Your swing's fine. Like, you just need some at-bats. Like, it is what they do. They gas you up down in Tampa, and they think that they can put you in positions to succeed. Do they develop players? Sure. But at that big league level, I mean, we're talking cash will fucking light you up. So he's the guy that does that. The rest of the guys in his staff were very, very chill. And I don't know if that was by design in Tampa, but it seemed to follow them into their managerial duties as well. So if, yeah, if you're looking for a, a guy that's going to light you up and motivate you in that way, Charlie's not the guy. And, and really, neither is Rocco. I think Rocco's got a little bit more dog in him, um, but... Mm. That's that's just the mo down there, I guess. Little funny tidbit before going in: the Phillies uh, were the series that all three managers kind of got fired this year. Girardi being the manager, and then Madden and Montoyo. Uh, so the Phillies, the the manager killers. Um, yeah, I mean for Montoyo, hey, we circled every manager firing, and you track the teams. What happened since? What happened? Uh, and what goes on? Uh, we will see for the Blue Jays, you know, it. maybe this is what they needed. Maybe we look back and Montoyo is the Mark Jackson for Golden State and they needed the Steve Kerr to come in and take them to a next level. Or maybe it's a devil you don't know, man. Because, uh, you know, Montoyo was a shield between you guys and your currently disappointing season. And now if you bring in another manager and you guys are still disappointing, you can't point that finger. You're going to get the point... For, Finger pointed at you. So, 
Uh, we will see for Toronto. Like you said, it's interesting to see that player response, like kind of a full backing of the firing instead of saying, you know, more and more, I love that guy. We should have been better. You know, yes. I, it, I, we talk about managers a lot on here and debate how much they matter. Like, you know, I, I, Charlie Montoyo didn't have a lot to do with, uh, you know, Barrios having a six six three ERA in ten starts before his, yes he did Jake he didn't he didn't motivate <laughs> he didn't, he didn't him coach enough, him well he oh well, Montoya also recently threw Kikuchi under the bus and that really rubbed a lot of people wrong probably the players wrong as well in a post game interview he just straight up didn't even ask him about it and he straight up like hinted that he was going to get demoted out of the rotation and now I think that was one of the final things where it was like what like that's where you actually speak up and like have a a say is you throw Kikuchi under the bus in, in the post game. So I don't know. And then I they think bo- the guy that's managing them, Schneider managed all of these guys in, in triple a, that's what they were saying that he was like already on the cusp anyway. And they yeah, didn't want to lose. So it him sounds he, he like the players like, other, yeah, like the GM or whatever went to the players and were like, Ali Marmol. We're thinking about this. What do you think? And they were like, yeah, we love Schneider. Like that's the vibe I'm getting at least. Yeah, it's it's tough to be a manager these days. You have to manage in the minor leagues and then get your crew and then that's it. They find someone else. Like that that doesn't seem like it's a sustainable model of success, but Bobichet's quote like his full quote, I'm going to read it right now. I think we needed something to send us in the right direction. The front office made their decision on what they thought was necessary. I don't disagree. You never hear people talk about no. their manager like this. It's always, "Hey man, we should have played better." And which is the yeah. truth. Crazy. So, I mean, yeah, fuck, maybe there was a lot more that we, that we don't know. Uh, usually that. is. There was a report that when uh, someone reported with Madden that, that uh, it was like, was it a oh, fuck? I forget the articles. Like, was it a surprise? And they were like, no, people were, coaches were vying for his job in spring training. So you just really, we don't know what's That's going cutthroat, on. Cutthroat, bro. Why, like, why the hell would you ever want to be a coach in the big leagues now? Hitting coaches get run through all the time. It seems like the only ones that are safe are pitching coaches. Yeah, good You're getting offers in a whole different league. You guys are leaving the biddies to go to the college ranks, but pitching coaches seem safe. Hitting coaches, you gone. Two, three years, you're out. Managers now, you get your core group of guys who you manage in the minor leagues. Once they're done, you gone. You know who stays? General managers. They just move up the team president. Yep. Dang, man. Dang. Brewers and Twins split their two-game set, which means we don't talk about it. Trevor Plouffe. Hey, Jose Miranda walk-off homer against Hader, though? Kind of a hot boy. Reminds me of myself a little bit. Would I have taken Hader up top? No. I would have struck out because he's nasty, but he hung a slider, I believe. Nice one. Hater How long? Hater, that's that sucks. For Hater, is that is that a rough month? Not getting sleep, maybe with the newborn. Jose Miranda, we have a note. My Twins fans know I need to pump this guy up a little bit. Following game two, after game two, Miranda had a nine forty two OPS since May twentieth, and that's better than Judge Otani, Julio Rodriguez. Like that's nice, man. I, we got a lot going on this weekend, but if I can tune in to some Devin Smeltzer versus Michael Kopech, Dylan Bundy, Lance Lynn, Archer versus Cease, Twins, White Sox heading in the break. Boogie, boogie, boogie. My guy, Arch, he's having a good year, man. 
happy for him. How many games are they playing? Just three three game set? Three gamer. Uh they played last night and the White Sox won, I believe. So it'll it'll be a two two split. Probably. Probably, dude. Or the White Sox win all four and create some anarchy. 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 I don't even know hey, what that James, word means. Hey, James, you would love Archer's. Oh, actually, no, you wouldn't. Never mind. <laughs> okay. I was looking at the earned runs, and I went to the innings pitched, and it's he's only five. He's only gone five three times. He's working his way back from injury. Ooh, yeah. Chicago White Sox website. They're having a sweet flash sale. You guys want to see what we can snag? Okay. Like a suite for a game? Yeah. How much are they? That's what I'm trying to find out. You guys. Oh, like I think I think you said a flash sale for like merch. A suite. Yeah. Sweet. Let's see. Trevor Plouffe. Bobblehead night. That's right. Fifteen hundred. Going to check out. Add to cart. Oh God, I'm not doing a good job. Why don't we why don't we take it to the standout performances? All right, next up. Standout performances. Standout performances. An ad for this or no? No, it's oh you missed it. It's a Shady Rays only. Shady Rays only show. Oh. Ooh, cool. It's a little over three thousand for the White Sox twin suite October second. October fourth. Okay. Oh my goodness! Twins are coming to LA, playing the Dodgers in August. That's going to be a fun one for me. Let's move on. Standout performances. Standout performance. I am going. I'm leading off. Shane Biebs Bieber, nine innings pitched, one earned run, seven Ks, three hits, no walks. He did have a hit by pitch. Obviously, a great performance out of him. He's a great pitcher. The reason I chose him is because C. Rose and I had an interesting talk on baseball today about the Guardians and kind of where they stand. Youngest team in baseball, probably not the the opening they want in their window. The window's slightly cracked right now, and he's Chris believes they could go both ways at the deadline they could sell they could add it's kind of their mo but he's thinking they're gonna look into trading beebs who is very controllable but can he bring back a big package so when in 2023 in 2024 when they really believe the window is there like they can get guys for that window you know, they trade Lindor. They end up getting uh, Jimenez and Rosario. Uh, but a lot of people said they should have traded. By, by the way, those guys have been great. A lot of people said they should have traded Lindor a year earlier, you know, to really maximize the haul. They're known to do stuff like this. Can they afford to keep Biebs in a Guardian's uniform? The way they operate, probably not. So do you go do that right now and take the wind out of the sails? I don't think they can. But even if they don't do Biebs, um, they have a surplus of infield depth at their, uh, like a lot of their top prospects, middle infielders, and they're like pushing double A, triple A. So they're going to have to make decisions, you know, on a guy like Rosario, like he's been performing well, but is he a part of the future? And I think Bieber really is in these discussions. Like what, 
where's their plan? Where's the map at for them? If they're thinking 2024 realistically, like, hey, this is like World Series time. Like we got our guys, their feet are wet. Here we are. It kind of makes sense. Uh, we'll see where they lie. But Biebs has been great this year. 324 uh, ERA. He's pitched 105 innings. Um, kind of just been vintage Biebs, which is nice to see. Uh, the Guardians are an enigma to me, and I'm always very curious as to where they think they stand, and I really can't figure it out right now. I don't think any team is going to want to pay what the price is going to be for Bieber. You just don't see guys that are that good with that much time left. It traded like two and a half years. Is there a comp out there? I can't think of one. Uh, kind of Castillo or, you know. But like, he's never they, gone. Never gone, yeah. Because they want so much and other teams are like, nah, we'll just wait. I'm trying to think what would entice the Guardians enough to do something. Like that. Is it a, it's got, it's not a big league person, big league player. It'd have to be like a high level prospect in the minor league system. I think. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, every time they trade, them. they trade for big league players. How about, because they, uh, they, they go back to the Mets and they take uh, their super prospect catcher, Alvarez. Like, is that, that something that makes it move for both teams? I don't know. Is he an Catchers. offensive catcher? Because the Guardians don't like offensive catchers. Well, maybe that's their, their change in philosophy. That, that they had Jan Goins back in the day. He was an offensive catcher. Yeah, they they just don't value. They, they, they're like the one team that's like. But they know robo-umps are coming, Jim. So they know Ooh. they got to change. Houston's also that way too, James. They don't care about your offense because we have Jordan Alvarez. That's Yanks. a little new though. Steelers. All right. I mean, that's it. That's my that's my standout. Bieber, great job. You may be getting traded. You may not be. Probably not. He's a good one. Jim, do you have one? Because I'm thinking about audibling from the sheet, but I don't I don't know if you – I don't want to take yours. Well, I wanted to go to sticks, but it doesn't count towards this series. Okay. So then I'm just going to take the Kellers, okay. Brad and Mitch. They both showed up to the Arizona house and hung out with us. And they're both of their last names, Keller. And they both went seven innings pitch, one earned run. So shout out to the Keller boys. It's fantastic. They both did come through. Nice guys. Yeah. Keller. Um, I am audible and quick. Uh, but it's similar to the Keller brothers. It's the rich uh, New York City pitcher brothers. I'm audibling from Cole, who dropped it on the Reds. Jim liked it. Pumping heaters, dominant, nasty. We kind of don't talk about Cole enough when we do. We're usually talking about some of his silly quotes and stuff, but he is just bona fide stud, stud. Uh, but I'm audibling to his crosstown rich, rich brother, Max Scherzer, mm. uh, because Maxie... Did it in the Battle of the Maxes against the Braves in a big old series and dropped that dick all over him. So, um, and I was laughing uh, on Rose rotation with Trevor May. Uh, they were Rosie, classic Chris Rose. He was busting Trevor May about if he was going to buy everyone AirPods and steak dinners. And Trevor was like, no, no, I'll take care of him. But uh, Max, I think he's bringing in. 53 mil this year because he's getting money from the Nats too. So Max Scherzer's making so much money this year. And by the way, he's been lights out on the season. 10 starts at 2-1-5 ERA. And that's piggybacking off of how he finished with the Dodgers last year. 11 starts with a one nine eight. The dude's a freak show. You want to hear something that I bet people are going to say no to this. Okay. I think Max and I would get along. 
I think I'd like to hang out with Max. I think I'd like to sit down on a Sunday. I think we'd get up early. We'd probably do some sort of core workout. Um, but then we start drinking. We go down by the lake and like catch some fish, maybe have a fish fry later that night. I feel like he likes to do everything himself, you know, catch the fish, cook him all same day. I think we'd watch some football together. He's a Missouri guy, right? Watch some football together. Me and Max, I don't know, man. Just I feel like the vibe between us would be just just right. That's awesome. Sound off in the comments. Yeah. I think you get along with everyone, Trev. Max Thanks. Maxwell Martin Scherzer. Max Martin. So intense, my God. Turns 38 July 28th. Isn't Max Martin a famous person? I think early talking Yanks, we did stuff with a Max Martin. No, isn't he the Swedish guy that like writes every song ever? Yes, yes. Okay. Is that uh, Swedish producer that did like all of like Britney Spears and in like in sync? Like if there's a popular song out there on the radio, it's Max Martin produced it. Wow. People are mad. Freddie Freeman, obviously doing very well, guys. Standout performance. Can't name everybody, but shout out Freddie Freeman. He's actually been trash lately is what I'm reading in the chat. He I might, disagree. I think he, he's been great. People trash. might even hear about him in Enfuego. Yeah. Is this not Enfuego? Oh, this is standout. He cries too much for you, Jimmy. That's what it is. Cries too hey. much. No, I'm a big crier. Oh, yeah. Baby, one more time. It's going to be me. I kissed a girl. California girls, teenage dreams. I mean, it's shake it off. Blank space. Can't stop this feeling. Max Martin. Legend. More successful Legend. at his craft than Max Scherzer. Debate. It's a good, it's a debate. That guy's made so much. Can you look up his net worth? Because I bet it's a lot. You start writing songs like that. You got all the royalties. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it has to be a lot. Net worth, it says 260 million. Whoops. <clears throat> Max Scherzer has made two hundred sixty-four million, so more successful. Max Scherzer could probably beat this guy up too easily, unless he He's, knows this guy's Swedish, dude. He might he know has Swedish stuff. massage hands. Yeah, Swedish meatballs. I used to eat that all the time. They are microwavable. Very when bad you went for to your IKEA? body. Taste delicious. Sweet <clears throat> meat ploof. His horse meat in the meatballs. Um, Slump Watch. Are we done with Slump Watch? Because uh, we haven't done it last it. couple shows. Oh, everyone said they liked it. Okay, likes everything. But but one of the thing was like we don't have to go on and off. If we just rip through like these if, guys are slumping. If we do it, it like a hot. top, whatever the number we land on, sort of like in Fuego. Like, <clears> yeah, I think it, I think it's good slump. knowledge when there's big names. So we'll do it like recognizable names like hey this guy's going through a tough time right now there's just like that's kind of just like a passing of information for people trying to get a recap of the the week bang what was did you say bang yeah Voight went 0 for 11 Walsh went 0 for 10 Jared Walsh that is oh Dansby I don't like that he's been crushing it and the Mets got him Buxton too Michael Harris, too. Two? He's a second. Adelise Garcia, Schwarber, Vogelback. 
all right. People are taking off. They're out. Mm. For the break. Get me to the get me to the break. I think Dansby homered last night. He did. We even have it's a Monday. Ian Fuego says kind of weak. Not the week is not spelled right. Just got corrected. Oh, Max. Are you listening, Max? Always. Yeah, Max listens. You want to rip through in Fuego, Jake? Uh, we'll hit the sound and treble Dirt door. Nasty's on Fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. That song just makes me want to light one up. Uh, Freddie Freeman might have heard about him. He's a crier. Town crier. A gossip. I'm sorry. He's a badass. He probably beat me up. Probably not. I'm pretty strong. Nine for 11, a homer, three doubles, two ribbies, two walks, and a hit by pitch. Jake Cronenworth, uh, who's probably good at handling a boat. I believe you said that's kind of what happens with Jake's. Um, Six for 14, two homers, a double, five ribbies, three walks, and a hit by pitch. Jake Marisnik, bad base running in one of these games, but six for 14, two homers, a double, three RBIs, and two walks. Tasker Hernandez, love him. Four for eight, two homers, a double, six ribbies. Charlie Blackman, stud, six for 13, homer, triple, double, four RBIs in a walk. Luis Robert, mm. six for 12, a homer, double, three RBIs in a walk. Leody Tavares, six for 11, four double, six RBIs in a walk. Will Smith, not the actor, the catcher, five, not the pitcher either. Mm. Five for 11, homer, double, four RBIs, two walks, and a hit by pitch. And then Jose Iglesias, my guy, my Cuban dude with the hands. Seven for 17, a homer, two doubles, 10 RBIs, and a walk in fuego, people. In fuego. Give me Kelsey. I say this every time. I'm so stoked to see Kelsey in LA. Woo! It's great energy, positivity. Sometimes you need that. Go, Kelsey, go. I think I'm leading off. Do you guys want to go first? I'm going to go first. Have at it. Load them up. All right. I'm going Tolkien baseball, guys. Uh, this one's tough for me. All okay? right. I'll go. <laughs> oh, never mind. You keep running. That's not funny, bro. No, nobody really laughs. Like these, okay? Nobody laughs. Just because you're like not cultured nobody and you laughs. wear leopard Halloween costume shirts. I love Lord of the Rings. I might watch it on the flight over. You better. Okay. Great. You cinema. better. Listen. They're always available on the plane. Yeah. They are because it's the best. Yep. Okay. That's what they say. If it's a plane movie, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. It's the Gandalf the White Award. Now, you know, you know, as um, the fellowship is traveling through the mines of Moria, Gandalf um, gets Balrog down. He slams his his staff and says, you shall not pass. Balrog flies down, falls down. And just as we're thinking, hey, everything's all good. He whips the his tail or whatever he has up there and brings Gandalf down, we think, to his demise. Now, we saw this in the baseball season, Balrog being Mike Trout, Gandalf the Grey being the Mariners. We saw Mike Trout go up into Seattle and murder and bury the Mariners. All was lost. All hope was lost. Gandalf! We're screaming at Mariners, you're dead. It stinks because we really like the Mariners. Little do we know that deep 
in the mountains of Moria, there's a fight going on. Gandalf and Balrog going at it in the air. They go through land. They go into water. They go onto the mountaintops, the snow-filled mountaintops, and they're battling. Did the Mariners have a fight? Yes! They fought the angels. Jesse Winker goes over there, gets slapped in the face by Rendon. Then he starts nailing Tapera in the ribs. James, what a freaking breakdown you had on that. I think Jesse got some good shots in there. I think Tapera had some bruises on those ribs. That's what I think. Okay? I agree. Just like in Lord of the Rings, we see a figure arise from the ashes. The, um, Legolas, Gimli, and Aragorn. They're in Fangorn Forest looking. They're looking for the hobbits, Merry and Pippin. Then, boom, a white figure, a white wizard comes out. Is it Saruman? Is it the bad man? No. It is Gandalf the White. He slays Balrog, comes back just when the Fellowship needs him the most. Same thing has happened with the Mariners. Since I pronounced them dead on June 20th, They've gone 19 and three. They've won 11 games in a row right now. The franchise record is 15 in 2001 when they won 116 games. They're threatening that. They are fully alive. They traded for Adam Frazier. Gandalf the White, Mariners the White coming back. And I have the Gandalf quote up. I need to to say it because it's the best. Through fire and water, from the lowest dungeon to the highest peak, I fought with Balrog of Morgoth, until at last I threw down my enemy and smote his ruin upon the mountainside. Darkness took me, and I strayed out of thought and time. Stars wheeled overhead, and every day was as long as a life age of the earth. But it was not the end. I felt life in me again. I've been sent back until my task is done. Mariners. You're not a zombie anymore. You're not walking dead. You are Gandalf the White. Dude, I got to tell you, Trev, I try to follow along real hard. And I, I've never been able, I've never seen the movie. So like, I don't know, any, I don't know anything you're saying. And that's uh, halfway through. I'm like, why am I trying to understand this? Just let it go. But I get it. They're not dead. Like I get, not I get dead. the final message. Yeah, maybe I'll watch Lord of the Rings on the plane, but I won't. It's not gonna do that. Yeah, just Jake. Okay, that's my award. I might not either. Great award, Trev. Good award. Yeah, great award. And then Gandalf. Who? The great. Uh, I'm going easy peasy lemon squeezy. The award is the spotlight award. Um. You know, I asked Trev and BBD before the show, what's that big old light they point at the stage? BBD said a spotlight. I said, wow, yeah, blanked on that term. Luis Castillo was on the stage last night at Yankee Stadium looking delicious. The braids looked so good. The pitching was even better. He was adding a little flair to it. When he had a strikeout to end the inning, he was doing a little leg stuff. Uh, He got himself into a little bit of a jam at the end. He wasn't getting too much help from umpire Jerry Lane, who, like Trev and the kids would say, was having a midnight. Um, Not midnight, 
uh, mid, comma, night. Um, Luis Castillo is that dude. Uh, and if he's not traded now, Cincinnati Reds, you're kind of doing a disgrace to the rest of Major League Baseball. Um, he should be traded at this deadline. He, I believe, is going to be the most impactful piece traded at this deadline. Because that dude's kind of a one, man. Um, I mean, the fact you have to say kind of makes me hesitate a little bit myself. But he has been so good of late in his last four starts, 27 innings pitched, a one ERA. Mm. Uh, 33 strikeouts in those 27 innings. He's got some video game pitches. He's having fun out there. He Jerry Lane missed one of his calls on a 3-2 pitch. It was like a 14-pitch Marwin at bat. He threw an inside changeup that came back, dotted the corner. Jerry missed it. Pitching coach came out, and so did Jerry Lane. And Jerry Lane and Luis Castillo had a nice moment where they're both laughing at each other like, I'm old and I missed that. And Luis is like, you sure are. Luis was loving the New York City stage. I don't know if he's coming to the Bronx. I don't know if he's coming to a city. I don't know if he's going to L.A. where the All-Star Game's going, or I don't know if he's going to your favorite team, but let's get that dude in the spotlight because he is a bona fide stud. I think he loves it, and I think we're ready to see more Luis Castillo in big, big games. I couldn't agree more. They showed some number, like through the first five innings, he has a 0-3-7 ERA or, or something, or 0-7-3 maybe, or something nuts. You think this is a situation where someone trades for him and then immediately says, look, here's our extension offer to you, trying to lock him up before he reaches free agency where he can really request the bag. Now that they have, if they trade for him, you have a little bit of leverage and time. Yeah, maybe Barrio situation. You try for sure. Yeah. Okay. Luis Castillo. Uh, I'm giving out the senioritis award. Mm-hmm. And it goes to just everybody because baseball, baseball uh, was, was bad baseball this week. Numbers were down. All-star break. All-star break's coming up. And I wanted to just actually just ask you, Trev, about it and get your thoughts. Like how nice is the break? Because I had some people when I kept saying like people, they're like, it's only three days. And I'm like, I think though, like that, like being able to escape the clubhouse and, and go vacation is like huge, even though it's only like two and a half days sometimes. So I wanted your thoughts on that. And then also how easy is it to ease up like the last two series before the break, knowing the end is there. Cause in school I was pretty prone to like any, if any spring break, fall break break was coming up the last three days, I wasn't doing shit before that. I think it differs uh, for people kind of where they're at in their careers or the season. So there have been times where my numbers were nice and I was like, dude, just let me get through these next two games so I can look at my nice numbers over the all-star break, have a good first half. And the opposite can be true too, where you're like, dude, I need to get my shit together. And, and you kind of will just go, you know, as hard as you can for the last series, knowing you're going to get those three days off. But for sure, like you have to have some sort of break like this in the middle of the season because it does, you know, we're not even in the dog days yet. Like once you get there, you realize how precious that all-star break was. So people really like it 
In fact, so much that we hear constantly from guys that are perennial all-stars like, fuck, I don't want to go to the all-star game. I just want some time off. When you really would think you jump at that chance, the time off is nearly invaluable uh, for the all-star break. I like that senioritis. That happens at the end of the year, James, when you're out of it. And your, your coach is like, hey, guys, let's go play spoiler. And you're like, what? Fucking spoiler? It's like, not, you suck, Hoss. dude. Isn't that when yeah. you said shut up, Paul Molitor, and slapped him? God, I, we, played, we played spoiler a lot. <laughs> <laughs> What's the movie? Oh, Mr. 3000. When, like, he doesn't care about getting the 3000 hit anymore. He just wants to like help the team win. And they all are in the clubhouse, the Brewers and they're chanting third place, third place, third place. Like if we win the next four, yeah. we can get third place. It doesn't happen like that. And I'm like, wow, whoever wrote this movie never played sports. No. <laughs> when you're, when you, the day that you get mathematically eliminated, it's so sad. And it, ha- you know, it depends when it happens, I guess too. Like if it happens early on, you're just like, shit. Now it's really, you really start to see some selfish baseball being played after that. Like, because can't make the playoffs. What does a victory mean anymore? Now it's like, can I get mine? And it's, that's not, that's not good baseball when it starts to happen like that. Yep. I'm excited for the break. Do we have a best friend of the week? We do have a best friend of our week. I think our friends kind of have senioritis. Jesse Winker gets it, goes two for eight. The two were homers. Damn. So he was that's, going that's back to the, the bench or jogging. Yeah, that's got to be the least. Uh, usually Someone best friend of the week is out. like, could have got a standout, could have been on Fuego. Two for eight. The person who graduates at the bottom of the medical school class is called a doctor. Oh, wow. Can I get, is Max Muncy a friend of ours? He was, nice. Of this week. He was nice at spring training. We chatted went, with him. I think we're he friends with him, but he's not a best friend. Five times to the plate in a game. He went 0 for 0, four walks and a sack fly. I thought that's cool. It's pretty badass. That's funny. Like we that. might see him. I hope so. You guys are doing the, the Dodgers are not playing Sunday, which is ins- insane to me. Awesome! Wow. First, is it a home series, and they need the stadium free? That's why they have Justin's doing his bingo thing on Sunday morning because they'll be there. They have no game. I, I I saw that and I was like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. But I guess they need the field. Yeah. I wonder if usually they're like uh, that team's supposed to be away, but because the schedule got all messed up, it was a lockout. Mm, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, that doesn't yeah, usually they, happen, they, right? They, they normally surprised. do the futures game, I think, on Sunday. So, yeah. You're right. Maybe they're just away all the time. Yeah. All right, we have the the stimulator. Some new blood on this. Stimulator, stock market, hot today. Everybody listen up, because this is how you learn what the playoffs are going to be like. Because they're new. All right, let's do it. You got music? Music's going. Music's going. 
Oh. The Twins and the Red Sox are playing a three-game set. It all takes place in Minnesota because the Twins are the three-seed because they are division winners as we speak, and the Red Sox are the last wild-card team. Who wins that one? The Red Sox. Oh, that's brutal for the Twins. They never win in the playoffs. Okay, the Rays and the Mariners, they play a three-game set, and all of the games will be taking place in Tampa because they're the home team. Who wins that? The Mariners. Oh, wow. Are you pausing us, Trevor? Are you just dancing? Okay. Um, Red Sox-Astros in the Divisional Series. Astros. Astros. Yankees Mariners in the divisional series. This is the first time we've seen this matchup. That's a new one. Ooh, the Yankees. I like that. What did you know it? We got the Yankees and the Astros in the championship series. The Astros. How about that? Oh my God, Beavers. What I couldn't hear. He said Astros, I'm guessing. Yeah, it was a sweep this time. Holy shit. All right, in the National League. The last place wild card team is the Cardinals, and they play the third division winner, which is the Brewers, all three games in Milwaukee. The Cardinals. Oh. Wow. We haven't had a home team win the wild card, and they get to host every game. The Braves and the Padres, they all take place in Atlanta. The Braves. Nice. I like that one. Braves-Dodgers in the Divisional Series. That's kind of a bummer. I'd rather that be the CS. Or the, yeah, CS. But who wins that one? Dodgers. Dodgers. Dodgers sit and wait as they watch the Brewers and the Mets play in their Divisional round. And who uh, will be facing the Dodgers? I think it's the Cardinals and the Mets, but the Mets win. Oh, yeah, it is. Cardinals won. Mets, Dodgers. I like this. Not a bad CS. That's not a bad CS. The Mets and the Dodgers. Winner plays the Astros. Dodgers. Oh, man. Dodgers. Astros. World Series. Been there. Done that. Who wins? Dodgers. Ooh. Oh. It's LA's oh, year. Legit. LA's year. Legit. You guys. Who won last week? It was Yankees-Mets in the World Series. Yankees is also my birthday. It's BBD's birthday. Oh, yeah. Probably had nothing to do with it. Wow. Okay. Enjoy your weekend, guys. We'll be doing some show on Monday. Before, be hungover. What's that? Gonna be hungover. Jake sucks. <laughs>